ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Janice Porter and the Relationships Rule Podcast. I can't even say the name of my own podcast. Relationships Rule. And today, I'm very excited to have with me my guest, a good friend, Ben Baker. Welcome, Ben. (laughs) Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. I want to just tell the audience a little bit about you. Ben's been helping his customers communicate for more than 25 years now, is the author of a very interesting book called Powerful Personal Brands, and is the host of YourLivingBrand.Live show and creator and facilitator of the Lead at Any Level workshop series. Now, Ben, I want to ask you right away, because your book is called Powerful Personal Brands, tell me about your personal brand. My personal brand is all based on reliability and authenticity. Love it. Um, I grew grew up in a, a, at the heels of an entrepreneur. My father owned a construction company, to the time he was 77, I think he's 81 now. And he, fi- he finally at age 77 said, that's it, enough, done, and, and, and closed the doors. Uh, but I grew up in the 70s and 80s working on a construction site. And what I learned is, whatever it takes, you take care of the customer. A handshake matters, a promise matters, and you do what it takes to make things right. And that has always been my mantra and that's always been my brand is that I get back to people, I listen to people, I try to figure out what do they really need and I work with them to make it right. And those are the things that have always been my brand and those are the things that have been the cornerstone of my living. And you know, and I, if I feel that if I live by that and I create my brand around that, I sleep well at night because I know that Whatever I do, I'm doing it for the right reasons, and that's, that's my brand. I knew there was a reason that we got along so well, and, and that is the core of it, really, because I also feel that it's so important to um, be a person of your word. If you say you're going to call somebody back, you call them back. If you say you're going to do something for them, you do it. And in this fast-moving world today where people don't have time for anything, so it seems, uh, that stands out. And that's a message that I think both of us put out there when we're building relationships with people. Yeah, my, my clients actually get shocked that when they call my cell phone, they get me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I have one phone number that follows me anywhere in the world I am. Mm-hmm. And it's my cell number. And wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, if I'm not with a client, mm-hmm. I answer the phone. Now, that you know, actually brings up an interesting point because sometimes I'll call people because that's my first instinct is to, to attempt to call somebody. And they'll answer the phone. This happened to me a week or so ago, and I, I felt really sort of off kilter by it. This person I've been um, connected 
to as a prospect for quite a while and he always used to say or he always said call me back in two months i'm not quite ready yet call me back whatever and i always call back when when he asked me to call back and not holding a lot of faith in it or not uh, being uh, attached to the outcome until last week when i called him and he answered his phone and i identified myself and whatever and then he said in an almost sort of rude way, well, I can't talk right now. I'm listening to a, a conference call or I'm on a conference call. Then why did he answer his phone? Like that was my take on it. Why did he answer his phone? I love it when people answer their phone, but he was busy. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what voicemail is for. My clients understand that if I don't answer the phone right away, it means that I'm dealing with somebody else. Right. And my voicemail says, I will get back to you at my soonest convenience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's important for me to be there for my clients. You know, I look at the voice, I look at the call display. I make sure who it is. I answer the phone. I'm always happy to answer the phone. But if I'm in front of another client or I'm on your podcast mm -hmm. or, you know, I'm in a meeting or whatever, my time is dedicated to the person who's in front of me. Mm -hmm. And those are the important people in my life. And the people that are on my phone are important, but I will get back to them as soon as I humanly can. You know, and that, and that's, you know, and it's, and it's, it's, I, I hate to use the word training, but it's getting people to understand that if I'm not calling them back right away, or if I'm not answering the phone right away, it's because I'm taking care of somebody else and I will get back to you. And I promise I will get back to you. And I think that that's what people are worried about. It's the, it's that FOMO. It's the fear of missing out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I think people sit there and say, well, why isn't somebody getting back to me right away? Mm -hmm. Well, we need to realize that none of, none of us are brain surgeons or most of us are not brain surgeons. Mm -hmm. Most of us don't have a world that if it doesn't happen in 30 seconds, <laughs> you know, the world's not going to come to an end. There are times where it does. Yeah. You know, there are times where it does. I had a client, I was in Hawaii. It was over Christmas. And I'm going up, uh, I'm in Maui, I'm going up Haleakala, up the mountain, and my phone rings. And it, and it actually worked from there? And it actually worked from there. <laughs> you know, kudos to my phone company, it actually worked. Mm -hmm. And I put them on speakerphone, and it was, and he said, Ben, where are you? <laughs> was the words that came out of his mouth. I said, I said, actually... I'm in Hawaii and I get this, you know, this silence. And then, you know, you could tell that he's about to go into this long, you know, um, diatribe of, of, you know, words that really shouldn't be said over the phone. And I'm <laughs> there going, just to let you know, my wife, and my kid are in the car. Uh -huh. He says, can you pull over? I says, give me five minutes. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll pull over. So I pulled over and we had this conversation and it was, it was a nine one one. Something had happened with uh, a regulatory body and he needed, you know, a response ASAP. Yeah. And this is over Christmas. And between Christmas and New Year's, we got 250,000 pieces of direct mail out. Wow. You know, from the beach in Hawaii. Yeah. You know, that was a 911. If he didn't do this, it could have cost him millions and millions of dollars in fines. And I get that. Yeah. And so you take care of clients and you do what it takes to make it up. I, did I have to get on a plane and go home? I asked him, I wow. said, do you need me to get on a plane and come home? He says, no, can you handle it from Hawaii? I said, yes, I can. 
know, he ended up paying for my vacation. Yeah. Nice. Um, you know, it was not cheap for him, Yeah. but we took care of him. And that was the important thing. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> a couple of things that, that you just said um, about taking care of people and how we, you know, you and I both, we do what we say we're going to do and, and you, and you try to over deliver as well, of course. So now your lead at any level is that that's workshops that you do for companies, right? Correct. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. It's it, <clears throat> the lead at any level is both workshops and consulting. Okay. Uh, there's consulting facet to it and there's workshops to it. The lead at any level workshop is a two day intensive workshop. And it's designed for, and I hate the term managers. I tend to use the term team leaders because managers tell somebody what to do and then walk away and expect them to get it done. Leaders are people that ins to give the people the why. What are we doing and why are we doing it? What's the greater vision and how are we going to get there together? You know, I'm on a big kick to get rid of the word managers and turn people into actually team leaders, you know, leaders at any level. That's huge. Do you want to take it? It is. It's 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 a mental it's a mental shift. Yeah, that's it, that's totally. One is supporting. One is kind of hovering over top. Yeah, my my favorite comment is is leading from the middle, because <laughs> it says if if you lead from the middle, you're gonna you're gonna have to give some people a gentle push. You're gonna have to pull some people up behind you, but the majority of people just want you there, shoulder to shoulder with them. Nice. I and like they, want, they want to know that you're there working with them to, to be able to bring the objective to, you know, to fruition. And that's my view of leadership, is leadership from the middle. Because you know what? Some people need to push. Some people need to pull. Mm -hmm. But other peop most of the people just want to see that you're in the fight with them. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the premise of the, of the workshop, is, is to give people the skills to communicate, to empathize, to humanize the process. So we engage, we retain, and we grow our employees because there's this epidemic right now of employees doing this 12 to 18 month cycle where they come into a company and then they're gone. You know, you look at LinkedIn resumes and you, and you look at the profiles and you go 12 months here, nine months here, eight months here, 17 months here. The rare air is three years, four years, five years in a company. And I'll tell you, Every employee that you lose could cost you upwards of $100,000 by the time they quit to the time you get somebody up and trained and productive to replace them could cost you $100,000. So let me just ask you something here. So, so the person who's in the position who stays for a year or two years and then leaves, um, I think I'm thinking that way. You're probably thinking about how to retain those those employees but let me just ask you are they mostly leaving because they're trying to better themselves and they think the grass is greener or uh, why do you think people aren't because i know that is the way today right yeah people leave people leave for two reasons one the grass is never greener it's just a different shade of green you know I'm a big believer of nobody wants to be out there every 12 to 18 months with a resume in their hand. You know, One would think I, so, right. You know, I mean, what a demeaning right. process to constantly be out there looking for more work. Mm -hmm. However, people leave because they don't feel listened to. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. They don't feel understood and they don't feel valued. If people feel that they're listened to, they're understood and they're valued, they understand what their role is in the company and what that role can continue to be, what their path of growth is and how they particularly matter to the growth of the company, mm-hmm. they're going to be more engaged. Right. You know, 70% of employees right now, I think it's, it's Inc. Magazine, says 70% of employees today are disengaged at the office and 50% of people, Forbes, I believe it's Forbes says, are actually out there looking for work. And the reason that they're looking for work is because they don't feel that their work is valued. They don't feel that they matter. And if we as, if we as companies can change that mentality, mm-hmm by having leaders that understand that different people need different things and be able to sit there and say, what do we need to do to make you feel successful within this company and be able to work with some, and you're not going to be able to give them everything, Mm -hmm. but you're going to be able to sit there and say, no, I can't make you the director of marketing, but what we can do is we can put you on a path towards being the director of marketing. We can make sure you get the right training. We can make sure that we give you little tests and little, you know, um, projects to work on that 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 allow you to prove that you're ready for that next level. Right. I, I keep thinking while you're talking about a company that my daughter worked for, works for. She's off on leave right now, maternity leave. But um, I probably shouldn't be talking about it. But I feel like that's the management or the leadership in that company is so um, toxic that she was never happy there and never felt valued. And you keep going back and getting your head punched again, and you can only do that for so long. And it's, it's the style of the leadership, the lack of understanding of how to be a good leader that's causing that, um, toxic environment and nobody should have to live like that it's well let's also look at that from a bottom line point of view okay okay you have this person who's on mat leave Mm -hmm. you have to guarantee them a job when they come back Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which means you've had to bring in a temporary person for a year Mm -hmm. to be able to fulfill that which means disruption which means training which means all those sorts of things that go along with it And then at the end of 12 months, you either have to find this other person something to do, Mm -hmm. or you have to find a way to get rid rid of them with all the the HR problems that go go along with it. Yes, they're on a one-year contract. Sometimes it's a lot easier to do because they know there's a termination date. Right. But your daughter comes back. She's got a young child. Mm -hmm. She's under that type of stress. Mm -hmm. She comes back to work. She's feeling stressed. She's not feeling valued. She's not feeling like... How long is she going to last? Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, not only did they have, they got rid of the person who replaced this person who might've been doing a good job. Yeah. But now but yeah. Your, you know, your daughter could, could leave. Yeah. And then they're disrupted all over again. Right. And a and lot of that comes down to, you know, having a toxic environment. Yeah. And I might just add for our listeners that in Canada, we are fortunate as women that we, get a year maternity leave in the States that doesn't happen. So no, it does not. So that's something, you know, from the other side, the other perspective. So I want to shift the gears a little bit. Um, I understand. And I, I didn't know this till I read your book and I'm, I'm so excited about this. I love Seth Godin. 
And I want you to talk to me about what happened for you when you started to follow Seth. It's Godin or Godin? I say Godin. Godin. It's Godin. Okay. That's good. See, I don't even know. That's so, okay. Um, um, tell me about that because that was pretty exciting. It, it's, it's a good story. And, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll tell the story is that um, I have been a Seth Godin fan for years, probably read most of his books <laughs> multiple times. Um, to a point where I think a couple of the covers are probably, you know, need to be replaced or at least have duct tape on them to, to keep the holding them up together. And there's, you know, notes in the margins and all that kind of wonderful stuff. Uh, but he came up with a course. Oh God, a couple of years ago now. And I, I don't know if it's, nice it's two or three years ago called yeah. the marketing seminar. They're just about to go into their eighth. I think right. either their eighth or ninth um, uh, rendition of this course. Right. And the marketing seminar was 50, 50 videos in 50 days. And it was this discussion group. And there's 1,800 people that were taking this course. Seth would do a 15-minute video. He'd ask a question, send us all into a discussion group, and let us you know, work through the problems amongst ourselves. Was it 50 videos in 100 days or 50? Might have been 50 day videos in 100 days. You're right. Yeah. 50 videos in 100 days. Pardon me. Okay. And... What I didn't realize is, and, and this is part of my, my, I learn by teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just my style. I learn and I, I, I codify things in my brain and whatever by teaching. And my natural teaching style just kept coming out in these discussion groups. And there's metrics that, you know, Seth was looking at and, and his team were looking at. And consistently week after week after week, I was in the top posters within the discussion group. So you were leading. I was leading. <laughs> uh, didn't think I was leading. I thought right. I was part of the group and yeah. whatever. And, you know, of the 1,800 people, maybe there was 100 of us that were really discussing things and then about 1,700 people that were just hanging on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way it goes. I get a phone call sometime over the summer. And I look down at my call display and it says Seth Godin. Oh, my gosh. And I'm going, somebody spoofed a number. <laughs> All right, let's let's go for it. So I open up. I go, hi, it's Ben. Hi, it's Seth. <laughs> Seth, yeah. How can I help you? Because well, I've been watching what you've been doing on the marketing seminar. I said, okay. <laughs> I really like the fact that you've been leading and helping and teaching. I went, thank you. Because <laughs> we're teaching this as an accelerated course over the summer. We need some facilitators to be there to help the new students get along and keep them up to date. Would you be interested in this? Yes. <laughs> I'm not even sure I let him finish the sentence. Um, I would have done it for free. He actually paid me. Oh, that's nice. Uh, but it was an amazing experience. I mean, I didn't have almost no interaction with him on a regular basis at all. Mm-hmm. But being part of the inner circle and seeing the back end of things and being able to help, uh, help people get better at who they are was an amazing thing. And at the very end of it, Seth was extremely gracious and came onto my podcast. And I think it's November 17, uh, 2017. If you look at my podcast oh. on the Your Living Brand Live show, there's a podcast with Seth and I. We actually recorded it on Halloween, which was kind of cool. Uh, he says, I got to go. He says, there's kids at the door. I said, hey, listen, you got to go. Um, but it was. You became new best friends. Well, 
I don't think we're best friends and I don't think he's ever going to invite me over for a cup of coffee. I understand. But it was an amazing experience to be able to have an inside look at how he does what he does. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll be ever grateful for that. I mean, if I ever get another opportunity to teach again, I jump at it in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. He tends to take new students every time and, Mm -hmm. and bring new people in, which is fine. I got no problem with that. But, you know, it is an amazing people and the courses that he's created through this whole series enable people to just really have a good introspective look at themselves, tear themselves apart, get better, learn from it, and become far greater than, than the people that they were when they started. And a lot of it comes down to really being engaged and being open and being raw and saying, let's look and see if there's a different way of doing things. And I, and I love that. So from that experience, and thanks for sharing that because I think he's fascinating and his work is fascinating. And, and um, from that experience, I want to shift it a little bit and ask you, because my podcast is about relationship building and relationship marketing, and I'm all about people engaging and building relationships. Did you, through that experience, did you make any new relationships that went beyond that? I actually did. There's a woman that I've met. Um, there's, a, there's a few relationships that I've had. Uh, one actually is in Croatia. Uh, the other one is in, um, she's in Denver. The third person is in, um, in, the, in the Caribbean, in, in, uh, in Trinidad. Wow. And we've, we've actually maintained relationships through this and be able to have it. I mean, it's not like we talk every week. Right. But, you know, between, because of the wonders of social media mm-hmm. and being able to do things like a Zoom chat or, you know, a video chat of some type, you're able to keep in touch with people around the world. I know. It's fascinating, isn't it? And, and, yeah. and you're right. To me, relationships are everything. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of friends, but I have some very good friends. Mm-hmm. You know, and to me, it's far more important to have uh good close friends that I trust Mm -hmm. and that I would actually want to go out and have dinner with Mm -hmm. than a lot of, you know, liaisons around the world. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people have thousands and thousands of people that they know, but they really don't know them. Well, okay. So let's talk about social media and relationships for a minute because you talk about it a little bit in, in your book as well, Mm -hmm. early on in the book. And, um, you know, my, both of us spend time on LinkedIn. Yes. And since we've become connected and we, and it was through a referral, it was, no, it was, it wasn't actually in, in our case, it was uh, through a girl that reached out to me on LinkedIn about uh, an event she was doing. You're, you were speaking that event. I couldn't go in the end, but I reached out to you, I think, to have a conversation because I was curious about who yeah. you were. Right? It was a LinkedIn local, if I remember correctly. Yes. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was probably Karen. It was. It was probably Karen Tischler. It was, that's yeah. correct. And I still haven't met Karen, but He's you lovely. and I- yeah. Absolutely lovely. You know, we have to go beyond with her. But, but, what, but what I was going to say is that I learned a couple of things from you and I'm a LinkedIn trainer, but I watch how you 
interact with people and um, and the kinds of posts that you do and the kinds of things that you say. And you said this in, in your book about do not be the person who just likes hearts, thumbs up or whatever all the time. Tell people why you like their article, have an actual opinion, tell people what it meant to you. In other words, you know, interact, engage with people as best you can. And I totally feel the same way and do that. And it's funny because um, there's two sort of, um, I think strategies on LinkedIn. One is messaging strategy and the other is content strategy. And yep. I don't think one works without the other. Uh, however, if I were to choose one, it would be messaging, not content because it's about building relationship with people and taking those people that become part of your community online and being able to actually connect people and engage with people that you know, like, and trust and that you would, I mean, if I, if you asked me if I knew someone who did whatever, because I know, like, and trust you, I would, obviously I would be fine about connecting you with someone in my network or community. But if I didn't, then I wouldn't because yeah. I hold my community close to me. Do you want to speak to, to any of that? Well, it's interesting because my, my thought process, and you know, this is how you and I met actually for lunch the first time. Mm. I'm a big believer of take the online relationships offline. Totally. You know, if I can meet somebody for coffee, great. If they live in a different country or a different area, let's get on the phone. Let's grab a Zoom chat. Let's, let's get to know each other. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, I've got 4,600 or 4,700 connections on, on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Am I going to be able to have connections with every single one of them? No, mm -hmm. but there's probably 150 or 200 that really are close, mm -hmm. you know, connections of mine. And those are really my network. And they started just, you know, as a connection, right? But Absolutely. And I'm a big believer of, I hook people with content. People engage with my content. And the first thing I do is respond. You know, and I sit there and go, thank you. You know, thank you for listening to this. What did you like about it? Mm -hmm. You know, what spoke to you? What are you passionate about? What are you interested in? Right. How did this help you in your day? And it sparks conversations mm -hmm. because I never want the conversation to start off about me. Right. I'm not interested about me. I, I'm, I don't sing from the choir. It's not me, 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 me. It's, it's how can I help you? Mm -hmm. How can I add value to your world? Mm -hmm. And it shocks me. It absolutely shocks me how many people connect with me. And I get connection requests every single day. Yep. They just hit the connect button. Yeah. And I sit there going, if I don't know them or if I don't know anybody that they know, they're gone. How about yeah. if their picture is... Oh, if they don't have a good, if, if, you know, if they don't have a picture, they're gone. Yeah. If they don't have professional picture mm -hmm. or a picture that's circumspect, yeah. like, you know, it's dummied, <laughs> they're gone. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but it's amazing to me how many of these people connect with me. They connect with me. Mm -hmm. I accept. Mm -hmm. I write them a two line note. Thanks for connecting. Love to find more about you and never hear from them. I know. 
It's so interesting. Never right? hear from them again. And all it is is they're looking to pump up their network numbers. Mm -hmm. I'm connected with somebody who's got 4,600 co connections. I'm connected with somebody who's got 30,000 connections. Right. Whatever. And it's, it's, it's ego bait. To or me, somebody else doing mm -hmm. it or a bot doing it. And Whatever. Yeah, I know. I, I totally agree. Um, so I'm going to come back full circle now to uh, working in organizations, working with staff, working with um, uh, team leaders and <clears throat> uh, leading from the middle, because I like that. Um, and take that piece about you know, building relationship and getting to know people that, that you and I both do in terms of networking and saying and asking you now, so how do you teach, you know, a team leader? They're not all extroverts. They're not all conversationalists. So how do you teach them to show an interest in the staff, to show an interest in, you know, uh, celebrating the people in their organization and so forth? How I teach it is to let, let them understand through a series of exercises that we do in, in the workshop mm. that we're all different. That because you think a certain way mm -hmm. doesn't mean everybody thinks that, that same way. Mm -hmm. I usually start off the day with an exercise I call, what are you passionate about? Okay. So everybody has to sit there and say, what are you passionate about and why? And you'll get 20, 30, 40 people in a room that will go through it. And then it'll be varied. It'll be absolutely, you know, people from figure skating to their children to mm -hmm. baseball to whatever. And they ha all have a reason why. And I sit there and say, okay, this is a microcosm of your company. No two people were passionate about the same thing for the same reason. You might have had three people that were passionate about baseball, but each one had a different reason why they, why wouldn't the people you lead be different? Mm. So your goal is in your own style is to understand why these people, what they're passionate about and be able to draw that out of them. Right. And, and, and it's about letting leaders know that there's no one style of leadership. It's the style of leadership that works for you. Mm -hmm. But you have to be able to uh, uh, mold it to make those other people feel. I, you made me think of when I used to do uh, workshops in uh, when I was doing corporate training. And I, I think, I, or even an icebreaker for networking, I used to have like five questions on, on a piece of paper and everyone had to go around the room and find the answer to those five questions. And in doing so, finding common ground with yeah. people. And it's the same thing. And you go, oh, I didn't know you, blah, blah, blah. All right. You know, so you found something that, that they could uh, build rapport on or, or start a conversation about. And it's so nice to see that, that even though we are all different, we can usually find that if we work at it, right? Yeah. And, and the big thing is we're all human beings. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if you're an extrovert, you're an introvert. If you're, if you're loud or you're proud or you're quiet and, and you know, and, and, and analytical, you all want to be listened to, understood, and valued. Yeah, that's perfect way to, to wrap this up. And I'm going to just ask you before we go, um, 
where can people find you, find your book, find your information if they want to reach out? And uh, oh, and one, wait, one more thing. I don't know if I'm allowed to ask this, but I think you have another book coming out. I do. And we're we're just researching it right now and and going to start the writing pretty soon. It's called Humanizing Your Corporate Brand. And uh, it's, uh, I'm hoping, you know, probably summer, fall 2020, by the time, you know, I write it, you know, you edit it, you, you get it past the publisher and all the stuff that goes along with it. You're probably looking at probably fall 2020 before it's going to actually hit the streets. But, um, and then you'll be back on my podcast talking about there it. There we go. And we'll talk about another, <laughs> another book. Uh, and by the way, I wanted to say thank you to you for, for two things. One, you got me on Cody Bateman's uh, podcast. And he's actually going to be a guest on mine. I love so it. I'm so so I, wanted, I wanted to say thank you because that's relationship marketing. It's totally you know, never... way, For our listeners, Cody Bateman is the king of relationship marketing. And he's all about um, uh, sending out positivity and you get and it comes back tenfold. Absolutely. So, yeah. So that's, you're welcome. That's, that's the book. The the best way to get in touch with me is through my website. Every, everything goes through the website, and it's called yourbrandmarketing.com. There's a link to my podcast there. There's a link to my book there. There's a link to my you know my courses there. Everything is sitting in that one, you know, that that's the hub is yourbrandmarketing.com. And people can, you know, reach out to me through social media there. Everything is available. I will put all that on the uh, show notes. So that's perfect. And if you, I'd love you to end with one, one message to my audience that means the most to you. Relationships matter. Hmm. You know, relationships are the cornerstone because we're all people. We're all humans. We all have good days. We all have bad days. We all have things that we're excited about and things that we're, we're not so excited about. Mm-hmm. And the more we can celebrate ourselves and our and the people around us as human beings and look at life from that point forward, the better life is going to be, whether it's personally, whether it's corporately, whether it's customers, whether it's vendors, doesn't really matter. It's relationships matter. And the peop- the more we take care of the, uh, the people that are close to us, the better off our life is going to be. Perfect ending to a great interview. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed talking to you and bantering back and forth about these things. And I'm going to say thank you. And I'm going to say one last thing. Please stay connected to be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.